0: Hello and welcome to Psychological Safety in Teams podcast series with me, your host, Sheila Werry, in which we hear insights and tips from leaders on how they and the teams they're a part of are creating a psychologically safe and high-performing environment. It is my aim to illuminate ways for you to increase your own levels of psychological safety in teams and how you can set up the conditions for others to do the same. I hope you enjoy the discussions. So hello and welcome. I'm delighted to have with me today, Emily Smith. Emily is the Head of Network Delivery for Essential Energy, one of Australia's largest electricity networks covering 95% of regional, rural and remote New South Wales. Emily joined Essential Energy in June 2018, following a highly successful career in the medical and grain industries. She leads a team of over a thousand internal staff and external contractors. I've been fortunate to know and work with Emily for a few years now and consider her a leadership role model. She and I have talked many times about psychological safety and I'm really looking forward to hearing her views today. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks Sheila and thank you for that very kind introduction. It's great to be here. And you know, the purpose of this podcast is really to give opportunity for other leaders to hear um, ideas and uh, your thoughts on the steps you're taking to cultivate psychological safety in their teams. So to start that conversation, What does psychological safety mean to you? And why is it important? Sheila, I
1: think it is a really important conversation. Um, For me as a leader, psychological safety means that people in my team feel accepted and respected and they're comfortable to raise issues or ideas, um, you know, in a safe environment. I think it's important because I think psychologically safe teams really, create an empowered environment for, for the people in your team so that they are able to make decisions. They, the, you know, the way we handle mistakes and the way we, we learn together means that you've got some really empowered individuals who are moving forward, holding themselves to account and um, hopefully innovating
0: in that environment. And is there anything in particular that you can share that is working for you in terms of cultivating that psychological safety in your team? Mm.
1: Look, I think, um, you no, know, I'm by no means an expert, but you know, I think some of the things that are working from my perspective is really being curious. Um, you know, having that open mind and role modeling that in meetings and other interactions with teams, so your team so they start to be curious, curious about each other, curious about other people's opinions and feeling safe to maybe challenge the status quo a little bit, uh, because you're you've kind of cu- created that environment where it's safe to be curious it's safe to ask what might seem like a silly question or what might expose one as not knowing as much as someone else that kind of curious environment i think really fosters other people to be curious Um, i think some of the work we've been doing around well-being particularly in the covid environment has really fostered that psychologically safe feeling where we're talking about how we're feeling as leaders leading through COVID in, you know, remotely in a Zoom setting um, and being quite open and honest about how we're going and checking in with our teams and seeing how they're going and just starting those really open conversations. Um, I think a focus on, yeah, not just wellbeing, but mental health, because I think they're intrinsically linked. And more so, I think that, creating a psychologically safe environment actually can improve kind of mental health and well-being outcomes for your team. So, you know, tying those things together, I think has really helped our, our leadership team to really make stronger progress in the psychologically safe environment. I think what I'm seeing in team meetings is, at, which is telling me that things are starting to work, is that people are talking to each other not just to me. So, you know, often mm. in a leadership meeting, you people come in, they tell you what's going on for the week and then they get off the meeting and go on to their next thing. But I see people starting to talk to each other and asking each other for help or respectfully challenging, oh, is that the right way to go? Is this the best thing to do? Um, and, and knowing that um, they can share openly, uh, I think is, is some of the things that are really, I guess, making a difference for us, being able to give feedback. Certainly I invite feedback which is sometimes takes a lot of courage because it's not always the feedback you wanna hear. Uh, But inviting feedback means that you're able to perhaps give a little bit of feedback yourself. Um, and uh, you and I just talked about this earlier, but, you know, addressing things when they come up, instead of, you know, perhaps waiting for a performance review, you know, actually just addressing perhaps what is psychologically safe behaviour, because not everyone on every day is, that, is their best and perhaps they may not accept that uh, respectful challenge in a meeting in the, you know, in the, in the way that it was intended. So I think those sorts of things are starting
0: to really help us. Yeah, what an interesting point I think one thing that really stands out for me around psychological safety is that it's such a dynamic process it's certainly not a sort of a tick and flick. um, And that each person coming into the team can be in a different different space. Um, I th- yeah, that meeting.
1: I think that's a great point, Sheila. And the other thing I'd say for that is you might have a team of however many people, eight people perhaps that report to you and you build quite a psychologically safe environment. And then there's a shift, you know, somebody gets a new role and you bring someone else in, or, you know, you've got someone acting for a period of time and that will shift that environment. So as a leader, you being consistent and a role model in that environment. So people know you are going to react in the same way to perhaps you know a, a mistake or a failure, you know, starts to really, I guess, even though the dynamic may change with different individuals, if if, if you've got some kind of consistency around, you know, if we make a mistake, we're going to learn from it, we're going to work together on it, those sorts of things. It doesn't take long for that to embed, I think, even if the even if the team dynamic changes.
0: Yeah, what I'm hearing there is that you're you're creating a team dynamic or a team environment that is consistent regardless uh, as team members change the culture doesn't uh, it's embedded so i'm hearing you talking a lot about sort of curiosity openness um, human connection and that link back to mental health and well-being and the just-in-time feedback if you like giving feedback in the moment and consistency around role modeling is there anything particular um, that you would talk to in terms of um, how you're going about making all of that happen?
1: Um, I, well, I think for myself personally, there's one thing I'll say about having a psychologically safe team is that for a leader, it's actually a really great environment to work in yourself. So any effort you put into that, you will get back tenfold. So. I want to work in that environment so I put a lot of effort into that and so I think for me what do I do myself uh, keeping that curiosity going even when perhaps you're a bit tired or perhaps things haven't gone well that day or you know taking the time when you call someone about an issue inevitably there are issues you know during the course of the days or week making sure to as I said earlier to actually ask people how they're going and really mean it how are you going? Let's have a talk about that first, before we talk about the wheels have fallen off of whatever's happening on that day. So I think for me, they're the things that are are working um, and fostering that open conversation and asking people perhaps someone's a little bit quieter in a meeting making sure to ask them well what what, do you have an opinion on that what are your thoughts on that what would you like to do in this situation because i think that command and control leadership style is really long gone and 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 people don't thrive in that that psychologically safe environment where people their, their opinion actually counts and someone's listening and will do something about it and take it on board and maybe change their opinion uh you know they're the things i see as really powerful
0: Yeah, and what a great example of inviting in voice, actually sort of reaching out to people that are being less vocal and inviting that in. Is there anything you're finding particularly hard or difficult to embed around psychological safety?
1: Well, I think, you know, as you said before, it's, you know, you don't just tick and flick psychological safety and we're all psychologically safe and off you go and, you know, you never come back to it. So, I, you know, I think it's, it, it's always evolving. I mean, one thing that we've been working on is our team purpose. And so our area of the business co- covers is, is a really diverse portfolio. And sometimes it's hard to see the connection between one part of the branch and another. And so we have worked on our team purpose and, and we've agreed on that. But I think the challenge is kind of coming back to that all the time and, and realising we are it's kind of one team, not eight separate teams doing different things and, and the value, our value proposition uh, across that kind of shared purpose. So I think, you know, I wouldn't say it's going wrong, but I'm saying it's something you have to really work on to embed and getting people really on board with, yep, this is our purpose. And when I'm making decisions, I'm coming back to that purpose and our values and and making sure that those things link together. Um, some of the things we're do- doing to kind of work on that is, you know, just having shared, areas of focus so we do a Gallup engagement every year and you know our engagement results were were good this year which is great but an area of focus is is on my opinion counts so we're all openly sharing in each area of our business unit what are we doing to make people feel like their opinion counts and each person each leader is doing it quite differently but we're all able to really kind of learn from each other and you know Associate that back with our shared purpose. So I think without a shared purpose and or some kind of common goal, sometimes psychological safety becomes a little bit difficult because we're actually all kind of aiming at something else. We're not all aiming at the same, the same kind of shared vision.
0: Yeah, what I'm hearing you talk about there is that you're finding the the common thread in this case being um, my opinion counts and using that as a vehicle to have a conversation around how can we keep this alive, how can we keep psychological safety alive without it being a theoretical construct, you know, how can we work together uh, on something tangible. Exactly, exactly. Yeah fantastic so i i I think just to to finish this off and to round out this discussion um i'd love to hear is there anything in particular perhaps a tip or two that you'd like to share for leaders that are listening to take away and start to incorporate
1: Uh, because i can't follow rules i've got three if that's okay and they're things (laughs) i've already mentioned so um uh, hopefully it doesn't sound like i'm repeating myself but i think as a for and for a leader one of the most important things is to be curious about your team, Um, having less transactional conversations and making sure you're asking people how they're going and really meaning it Um, and addressing things when when they actually come up, you know, just in time, as you mentioned, rather than waiting for a performance review and unloading your pockets of everything you think somebody could have done differently, particularly when you're trying to create psychological safety because it's those quick conversations to say, hey, maybe that didn't land the way you intended it to and we're trying to you know create this environment where we can have inclusive or challenging or exciting innovative conversations these are the things that perhaps you know we might want to adjust our behavior on because inevitably those things happen.
0: Yeah and and to me that's such a Such a great example and role modeling of creating a team that is continuously learning and willing to to look at themselves and have the robust conversations and be accountable, but doing it within the environment of psychological safety, um, which if you look at the work of Amy Edmondson, who's been doing research for 20 years on psychological safety, she would have your team in the top quadrant in terms of it being high performing because you are continually learning and uh, creating that space for high performance. Mm. And I have to say, I've I've witnessed it firsthand having worked with you and your team. So it's an absolute privilege to have you here today and to hear your your experiences and your reflections. So thanks so much, and um, really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me along. I really appreciated the opportunity. Thanks, Sheila.